Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Long story short, if you look at the other tweets he was making around that time, like selling his earthly possessions, he was tweeting some weird conspiracy stuff. I reckon he was just on a massive like acid trip. I reckon he like yeah. I reckon he's like in quarantine. He's locked himself in a basement and he's he doing just, some shrooms. He is just he is just shrooming. And he was just there. And he was there. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Watch Time. It's today we've got a very fun episode filled with talking about all the most horrible, toxic people on the platform, as well as talking about music, how it's becoming more and more integrated with games, what all these artists are having to do while they're all stuck in quarantine, and some of the really cool things that have come from that over the past few weeks, especially around games like Fortnite. But first up, I'm here with my sister Grace, who is also the CEO of Click Management. How are you doing, Grace? I'm good. Hello. I've got my cup of tea here. I was just saying to Elliot before I got a tea before this week's episode because last week all these people were commenting on the fact that I'm wheezing apparently or it like makes sound when I breathe I was like bloody hell like I feel like oh my god I just <laughs> see I just noticed I did it then <laughs> I'm noticing it now I'm noticing it now literally I feel like this is a thing it's week eight of quarantine now and people are annoyed at the sound of other people breathing it's like it's at that point I feel like yeah so I don't know hell. like you and Liv live together it. but do you guys, do you feel like, I mean, you still get to go to the office every day. That's the thing. Yeah. I feel like for couples or people that are living together and everyone's just in the same space 24 Oh my God. I actually can't imagine being in the same building as someone for 24 hours a day for this many months. Like yeah. if I wasn't yeah. bike riding into the office every day to record, I would have gone insane. No question. Things like, like the sound of people breathing, like legit yeah. get on your nerves. Yeah. Anyway, so I Googled what stops wheezing because I'm in Toronto, guys, and I can't tell you, it's so dry here that apparently that's the reason. So apparently warm beverages help. So shout out to the haters. I'm trying to overcome <laughs> your criticisms. Doing everything. Um, she, they're just worried about your health. Thanks. Thanks. So considerate. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's actually been a pretty drama filled week on the internet. People are getting like kind of antsy about stuff at the moment and yeah, none I... more so than this girl. But I feel like justifiably antsy. We're talking, uh, we're talking about the clip from what's her name? Invader V. Inva That's such a like weird name. But anyway, the clip from Invader V, if you haven't seen it already, basically, uh, yeah, this possibly girl. one of the most uh, entitled clips you've ever seen in your life. Just like normally would be a pretty entitled clip, 100% generally, like any day of the week, any any year, any month. But like this clip happening in the middle of COVID is like absolutely insane to me. Like It's, it's like, read the room, doll. Read the room. It's, it's, it's literally the like, this is like the only, this is like, a, this is normally bad, but then doing this now is like, oh my God, this is next level <laughs> stupidity. Or is it not stupidity, which is a good thing we can talk about in a little bit. But I guess first things first, do we want to watch the clip for those of you yeah, who haven't seen like, it? Yeah, I guess like backtrack a second. This girl, um, I believe she's a 29 year old streamer from Toronto and um 
I think she's relatively small most of the time, right? Like, it's not like she has a huge audience most of the time. This this clip blew Well, up. like, I'm looking at the thing in her clip, and it says she's got a sub goal of 40, so she's got 11 subs. Um, so I'm guessing <laughs> not that many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this definitely... She couldn't have possibly anticipated how much this blew up on Twitter last week. Or could she? All part of Muzel's conspiracy and why he's keen to talk about it more during the podcast. Okay, okay. Firstly, let's play the clip because I feel like if you haven't heard this already, you really need to hear it to understand. And I just want to say her Twitch name is Invadivy, but... I'm pretty sure her IRL name is probably Karen because, man, no one's ever given me heavy Karen vibes like this. It's giving <laughs> me heavy Karen. Oh, my God. I can, okay, okay, I let's can get picture her wanting to uh, talk to the manager. I, okay, ready? Three, oh, two, one, play it. It doesn't really matter how much money you make or how much money you have. That's really the thing because I'm not asking you for a large financial contribution. I hate the smile so if much. If it costs $20 to sub, $20 is quite a bit of money. $20 is you can get a full meal for $20. And the difference of $20... I hate how condescending is she is with it as well. That's where it is. But a sub is $5. At maximum, in whatever your currency is, it's maybe $10. I was just and like, it doesn't matter how broke you are. If you, have time, Sorry. if you didn't know. Can we just pause for a second? Pause. What is this? lesson in foreign exchange as well it's like a sub is five dollars in your currency max ten dollars like that's not how (laughs) currencies work this isn't logic that's not logical it doesn't make sense ironically where i am in australia is actually exactly ten dollars but that is the one region where i think she's correct on that if i'm in the philippines is like the the teacher vibes the teacher vibes oh my god i was going to say it's teacher vibes (laughs) But you know what it is? It's that teacher with in the school. hand movements. It's that teacher in school that you absolutely hate, where they're like, where you'll do something wrong. They'll be like, Timmy, um, listen up. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, but this is how things work. And you're just like, shut up, Miss Paulson. I don't care. I know how things work. I know that I'm 12 years old, but stop treating me like it. I'm an adult. You know, but like. Oh my God. But, but it's, it's, so it's the bad. way. It's just like, it's also just complete. It's so shamey. Yeah. You know, it's so like I'm up here and you're down here if you don't understand we, what I'm talking we need, about. We need to finish the clip. We need before okay, because the rants are going to be clip. in. Finish All right, go. To watch Twitch, you have you have ten dollars. Truly, if you don't have ten dollars, you probably don't have time to watch Twitch because you should be working. You should be trying to earn money. Uh, it's not a ton. It's not like a ton of money. So being like, I'm broke, I can't afford to sub, it, that doesn't really track. What you mean to say is, I'm so irresponsible uh, with my money, I can't support the entertainment that I enjoy. <laughs> oh, the smile at the end! I wanna punch a fucking wall, someone's gonna die! Oh my god, the way she smiles at the end while being such a condescending- The little, the little like- mm-hmm. I wanna punch something, I hate it. Yeah, which is like, <laughs> you know what? Oh my god. Do you remember what was that movie called? Um, Madeline or the one about uh, the girl who gets like magic powers or something, and she can and she can like levitate things. There's like the no 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 no. You know who she is? She's she's fucking Professor Umbridge. You know from Harry Potter. Oh. How she goes? <laughs> she's literally Professor Umbridge. This this lady is like the the IRL personification of Professor Umbridge. Yeah. I don't like to talk badly about people. No, I'll talk badly about her. But from this clip, 
I, I hate this girl. I currently I have her girl. frozen smiling face on my screen and I'm actually it getting literally, angry. It just gives the worst example. Oh, it, it, it's so frustrating. Like the condescending tone, the shame, like the, the trying to get people to sub by shaming them. Like it's, it's not that much money. It's not. And if you don't have $10, you shouldn't be watching this. You should be getting a job. Like I just don't know in what mind she thought that this could work. I I, I genuinely don't understand how she possibly thought this is going to get someone over the line. Yeah. I mean, I mean, going from like the flat stupidity angle, I feel like there's, there's a lot to deconstruct in why what she's saying is dumb. Number one, $5 isn't a lot of money is what she said. Okay, cool. Then why do you need it? Like, if it's not a lot yeah. of money, then why do you need it? And then if her response to that is, well, like, one $5 isn't a lot, but then when they all add up, then it is a lot. Then it's like, okay, cool. That's the same for people when they're spending money in their actual life. One sub isn't that much money. But if they spend $5 on a Twitch sub, then $3 mm -hmm. on the bus, and then $4 to get, like, a snack during the day. Like, all those little things add up. Just because yeah. an individual amount isn't a lot of money doesn't just mean you have infinite small amounts to spend. And Which was exactly the logic that Pokimane um, said as well on Twitch, I think. Also, it's just completely illogical. It, it doesn't even show much of an understanding of the platform because most people, therefore, couldn't afford to watch very many streamers if they decided that they were going to sub to each of them because that was the right thing to do, in which case people are watching less streamers, which means the streamers are making less off ad revenue, which means less people are doing well on the platform anyway. It just, It just totally defies logic. And I just think... It's the worst of the Twitch culture. Oh my God. The way, the way where she's like, if you can't afford to sub, you should be like out working, not watching Twitch streams. I'm like, do you, do you understand the number of people who work hard all day and then come back and they have like a chill out by watching a Twitch stream? Like also, do you understand that the unemployment rate has never been higher than it is right now? Oh my now? God. Yeah. Literally hundreds of thousands of people that would love to work right now and truly can't. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I'll rarely call someone dumb, but here's the thing. This is, like, so dumb. This is where I get suspicious because everything she's saying is so just objectively stupid. There's no way around it. Everything she's saying is nonsensical, dumb. Like, go out, get a job at a time where unemployment's never been higher um, you know, like you, you know, if you can't afford to sub, then you're clearly just horrible with managing your money. Yeah. Like everything it's she says is trolling. so dumb. Exactly. I swear every few months. And I actually feel like I remember that she had one of these about six months ago where it was a similar thing. Cause I swear I remember that setup where a streamer will come out and they, they just do something completely ridiculous, completely outrageous, completely out of touch and like angering. Because the thing is, doing something that goes viral, that is like funny or entertaining, that's hard. What's not hard mm. is to just act like an entitled prick and yeah. have something go mega viral by just being a dick. Like being a dick is easy. So it's like, if you need a sudden injection of people talking about your name, then you can get that. And, and, and honestly, like, oh. and it's like so many people will hate you for it, but ultimately... 
those people probably aren't going to be your audience. What you will maybe get is, you know, your existing audience is probably so dedicated, they're not going to leave because of one bad clip, because I'm sure, sure she acts like that all the time. And then let's say it reaches 100,000 people. Then let's say 20,000 of those people yeah. actually go watch her stream. Then let's say one in a thousand of those people are people who are like, you know, only one in a thousand people are like, oh yeah, like I guess she shouldn't have said that, but she's really cute and I like her. Then like, bam, she's grown her audience. You know, it's yeah. outrage. It's outrage marketing. And this clip went so viral. I guarantee I will, I will stake a lot of money on the fact that her sub count has only gone up since this clip happened. Like no question in my mind, her sub count has gone up. Damn. Yeah, I know. That's, that's actually, my reaction. I, I like, hadn't like, thought damn. about it like that. I hadn't thought about it like that. And I, oh, you're so right though. I mean, in what other universe could she get Pokimane, Ninja, all these massive streamers tweeting about her, yeah. talking about her, all these other people have like spoken about it. She's on drama alert. Like in what other context can you get that kind of, it's money can't buy publicity in yeah. a way. And I guess like if you're taking the all publicity is good publicity, but man, I don't know. Like, it's don't like you think when you do something like that, I mean, I guess you're right. Like to get something to go viral. I think the key is you have to make people feel something. You have to make them feel either like a level of happiness or excitement yeah. or surprise or intrigue which is i think why like you know david dobrik's videos do really well because he makes you feel so excited and like you watch his videos with a smile on your face like mr beast is doing something that you just can't believe he actually did like these people are really making you feel something and i guess in the same way yeah like outrage marketing makes you feel something as well which is why it goes so um so massive but like man don't you think when you do something like that, when you're a small streamer and you do something that controversial or that like intense, that's all you're ever going to be known for. Like, do you think she'll always, no matter what happens, she's always going to be that girl that did that clip? No, I think the internet moves so quickly. I think that, I think that a lot really? of, uh, yeah, because I feel like you still see it. There's a lot of people, not that I think this person's ever going to blow up because she seems to have the personality of a wallpaper, but um, you know, there's a lot of big, YouTubers out there who, you know, like it'll come out like years later after they've blown up. But it'd be like, oh, you guys remember when like Shane Dawson said this? Or like, oh yeah. my God, do you remember when Jeffree Star did all this like really Dude. messed up stuff on Facebook? Like that stuff comes out. Literally, People Jeffree Star. I was listening to um, the Mum's Basement podcast that yeah. Face Banks is doing the other day. And they had Jeffree Star on the podcast. And they were talking about like he's been involved with some pretty pretty rogue people like people that are now in jail on like child pedophilia charges and not that I'm saying he had actually had anything to do with them but he said some controversial things in his past and now yeah. he's completely fine I guess same as like some but I don't know it makes me think of a streamer like a Linity or something the girl who's gotten in trouble for like hurting animals or just being really rogue. But then I don't know, I was talking to someone about that the other day and they were like, she has a really devoted audience and following as well that love her though. There, it's, it's just one of those things like you become a fan of someone. I mean, like it's pretty much the way all drama happens on this platform, I feel like it doesn't matter. 
Um, ultimately, it doesn't matter what someone does. It just matters whether they are the kind of person who people want to hate or they want to like. For like same way that Trump can go out and he can just do the most insanely dumb, crazy, insensitive thing ever, right? But yeah. if you're a hardcore supporter of Trump, you're going to be like, it's fine, you know, like it doesn't matter. But but you can say that yeah. about everyone. Like, you know, when when James Charles had all that drama happen, people were looking for reasons to hate him. So if people are looking for reasons to hate someone, they will find a reason to hate you. Same way that if people don't want to hate you, they'll find a reason why whatever you did isn't that bad. So it's like, yeah. ultimately your audience is relatively static. I'd say when you get into a big bit of drama of your existing viewers, maybe 10% are going to get swayed in or out depending on drama that you've been in. You know, like it, it, you even look at it with with stuff like, um, you know, and like, don't, I don't want to like dig up stuff that like is kind of in the past, but you know, stuff like Fitz, right? Like there are certain YouTubers where if they mm. were to go and sleep with one of their friend's girlfriends, that would be like a, you are done, canceled permanently. With Fitz, it was kind of like a, look, Fitz, it's kind of like a, a dick move. Like, we're not proud of you. But then, like, a week later, it was like, hey, guys, let's all get over it. It's fine. It's in the past. Which, don't get me wrong, I do think that's probably the way yeah. it should be dealt with because that's the way it seemed like all parties wanted it to be. So I think that's fine. But what I think, think it's reflective on how your audience's desire to like you will impact the, like, how any kind of drama about you yeah. actually plays out. And people want to determines- love Fitz. What do you think determines if someone wants, is someone people want to love or someone people want to hate? Because I feel like the James Charles Tati thing actually was a really good example of that because I remember when that was going all down. I think it was actually almost exactly a year ago now. And when I was watching that, I was shocked by how many people actually were unsubscribing and subscribing. Like that people were fully taking that action and not just hearing the drama and being like, oh, drama, okay, but like I still like watching his videos. It's like drama to the point where, no, I'm actually going to take an action here and unsubscribe or unfollow him. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what drives it and what motivates it. I think it's definitely the personality type. I think the more kind of out there you are and the more you know what i would say i would say it's the more unrelatable you are the more people are ready to cancel you you know like i would say someone like james charles who is very much like look at me look how much money i have look how beautiful i am look at all these cool things i can do that puts him in a bit more of like an unrelatable stance as opposed to for example someone like fitz where it's like nah he just he's a funny guy yeah he's pretty relatable he plays video games like that's just like the guy you want to be friends with you know so it's like see i actually disagree because james recovered way better than tati in that instance he's now like back up i think people have fully forgiven him for all of that or he felt they he they feel like he cleared his name and then you look at someone like jeffrey as well who said some really rogue stuff through that james charles drama like jeffrey tweeted that he was a predator that there was a reason that he doesn't invite him in his house which Jeffrey then came back and was basically like actually not true or there was more to it or whatever. See, I think the factor is more like how unashamedly you are you. Like yeah. Jeffrey is not a relatable person. He lives in like a $20 million home by himself. That's a good point. Driving Lambos with his six dogs and wearing like full velour tracksuits every day. Like I don't know anyone that could possibly relate to Jeffrey Star. Yeah. But 
People love him. And I think it's because he's so unashamedly himself. And he's like, yeah, I live in a $20 million home and I have a billion dollar business, but also I eat Taco Bell on the weekends or like I love McDonald's yeah. and stuff. But I, and like, but I think it's about, it's about, it. it's about owning it. it. It's about owning it yeah. though, but in not a, a dickhead way. You know, it's mm. about if you, if he were to be like, if he were to be constantly doing that kind of drama stuff where he's like hating on people, I think he would see a negative fallout from that. I think he finds a good balance where it's kind of like, you know, he is rich, he's successful, but then he also has those relatable elements. So it's like, I eat Taco yeah. Bell. I like banter with my friends. I love, you know, it's like, but you're right. I, I think it's interesting. It's I don't, such a I don't know. I don't know what the recipe is, but there is an element there. But, um, but yeah, I mean. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Did you see her, the, the girl's apology video as well? I've already forgotten her name. We just refer to her as Karen. <laughs> I did see Karen's apology video and it was pretty shocking. I don't know. I think it gave me low key, like sociopathic vibes. I, so I was going to say, it was so unemotional. When I, when I watched the first clip, I was like, okay, this is so out of touch. And so like, just emotionless and unsympathetic that like, I'm like, you know what? This is clearly a marketing play. Like she's thinking about this in terms of like, I want to, you know, kind of like grow my following. I'm going to do it by creating a kind of semi viral, uh, you know, like aggressive clip to go, to yeah, go out there. That I but know then, will go viral. But then when she did the apology and it was like, it was, it was weird. It was just weird, man. It was like, it was, you're right. Full sociopath, like, just you could she was saying the words that you feel like someone would tell you people want to hear but she was yeah. saying it in a way that was like none of the emotion behind those words at no. all at all and she completely for the people that haven't seen the video um it's much less interesting than the original video but she fully backtracked on everything she said yeah. she was like i said opinions that i just completely don't hold it was quite bizarre it wasn't like oh i was having a tough day or this is how i was feeling it was just like a complete like i didn't believe in any of the things yeah. that i actually said which is weird it's like occasionally someone will make like a random off the cuff or semi not in context or in a weird scenario comment and then they're like, oh, like, I didn't mean to say that that was like, that's obviously not something I believe in. Right. But this was yeah. like, no, you went on a calculated rant. Like you, how do you do that? And then be like, <laughs> I don't believe in it. You know, it's like, it's, it's weird. I mean, yeah. And I think on the more broad topic of people asking for subs generally, what do you, what do you think? Cause I feel like it's something that comes up semi-regularly what do you think the ethics are there on on how Twitch streamers deal with subs? Look, I mean, ultimately, I think everyone on Twitch, same with me on YouTube, like you're doing a job that you're very, very lucky to be doing. You, uh, a lot of people would kill to do. And the thing is, you're not entitled to that job. 
No. You know, like no one is entitled to be a YouTuber. No one is entitled to be a Twitch streamer. You don't have some claim where you have the right to do that job. Everyone, it, it's like a lot of things in creative, you know? It's like if you're lucky enough to have the people around you who want to support you, then lucky you. You can keep doing it. Yeah. But at no point are people obliged to give you money for whatever you're doing. And I think yeah. that's and I think that's the key. And I think that's why at no point is like, you know, if people subscribe, thank them. You know, if you want to like, if you want to try and create incentives around having people subscribe, you know, sub milestones, like goals for doing certain things. Cool. That's all part of it. But at no point should you be shaming people for not subbing just because they didn't sub, you know, that's, no. that's dumb. That's just it's, insensitive. Yeah, it's gross. It's also just like such an added extra of the Twitch platform. Don't you reckon? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, I mean, so many Twitch streamers. So streamers get paid ad rev on Twitch. It's yeah. not like you're just yeah. relying on, I mean, look at her size. She's probably not getting that much ad rev, but like, because you don't have that big an audience. Of no, course no. it goes in, in line with your audience. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong though. Like the, the amount of money you can make per viewer on Twitch relative to YouTube is crazy. You know, you Wild. look at like crazy. a lot of channels will have a sub count roughly equal to what they're pulling in concurrent viewers, right? Like someone will have two or 3,000 concurrent viewers. They've probably got two or 3,000 active subs. It's like, it seems to be like the rough general rule that kind of works, I guess. You know, Summit yeah. with 50,000 viewers has about 50,000 subs. So if you were to like, but then if you were to like transpose that over to YouTube, right? relative to uh and, and keep in mind every one of those is five dollars so every like concurrent viewer you have almost now obviously like obviously it's multiple viewers over a total amount of time but you know mm -hmm. i see a lot of big 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 streamers like people like um like cray or lufu and stuff where they'll be like oh after like four years on twitch i hit my million view milestone like over that whole time doing twitch they've got a million views right I don't actually know what the exact number is for a lot of those channels. But like, but but the point is that like relative to the views, I would say Twitch monetizes each view because of stuff like subscribers and donos and bits by like yeah. literally I would say a factor of I don't even think this would be an exaggeration, ten thousand times more than what YouTube does. If I get one view on YouTube, that's worth roughly zero point one cents. Or is it zero point zero one cents? I don't know. It's like, yeah. but it's, it's, it's almost nothing. Whereas on Twitch, every viewer is like, when you've got these donos coming in, man, if you're sitting there with like 2000 viewers and you're getting a few subs and a few donos and like, you get it, like you can get a lot per viewer. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you literally look at it right now. Like how much are you getting paid per thousand views on YouTube right now? A dollar 50? A dollar. Probably. A lot of, a dollar. A, I, yeah. About a dollar. And a lot it's of people. It's low are, right now because of Corona, but you're getting paid $1 per thousand views. You think about if you had a thousand concurrent viewers on Twitch, it's obviously not like a, you know, apples and apples, but like, you're right. It does monetize way better on a per view. If you, if you have a thousand viewers come through your Twitch stream on Twitch, you will make more than a dollar. I think that's the point. hundred percent. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I think like long story short, it's not, it's not good. I don't, I don't, if, if, yeah, if you were a small Twitch streamer, that sort of strategy, it's just not going to get you any favors. Unless of course you're right. Like, unless, unless you're literally trying Outrage to blow up. marketing. Dude, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but that is a, that's like a big play. Big play.
big big crazy. play. Well, that was like that was like um you know final thing before we move off this topic. It was kind of like what uh what Deji did when Deji was sitting at yeah. nine nine point nine million subscribers oh, for the longest time. Yeah, and he just kept doing like dumb outrage stuff. He'd be like, "I'm challenging my brother KSI to a boxing match." Uh, I hate KSI. Um, I have coronavirus. He was literally going out there just saying the most cooked, outrageous stuff. Like, because yeah. it gets his name circulating. And that's what You know what, what another, another example is? Another example, our dear friend, Jordy Quibble Cop. Like, mm. he, a couple weeks ago on Twitter, was tweeting some crazy stuff. <laughs> like, some crazy stuff. Love Jordy, obviously. Good friend of ours. But, you know, tweeting things like, I'm going to hit a million, a hundred million subscribers before Mr. Beast does, or guarantee you I'm going to be the best YouTuber on the platform this year. And people hear that, they hear something like a big statement like that, and they immediately are like, what? Push back. No, you're not. Like, let me prove yeah. you wrong. Like, blah. And you're right. Like, it generates those tweets had more engagement for him than he's had in months. Yeah, 100%. So it works. I don't know. Maybe this girl's onto the right track. Probably she not, but let's hope she not. could be. Let's hope not. <laughs> All right. Moving on, let's talk about the Travis Scott event in Fortnite. That happened last week, which was bloody crazy. You were streaming it. How did it go? It was it was crazy. It's definitely the biggest event they've done in ages. Like I remember we saw some leaked files in the game like oh, six really? months ago. Yeah, literally like six For months Travis ago. Travis Scott? Mentioning Travis Scott. And Whoa. It, it's it's definitely like just such a huge thing beyond anything they've ever done, like by a, a crazy yeah. magnitude. And I think that, um, I think what's really interesting about it is just like, once again, it's this thing we've been talking about and we know that Fortnite's been working towards for the longest time, but it is literally, it's just all about the fact that they're trying to turn Fortnite into, they don't want Fortnite to be a battle royale, which is smart. They know, no. they know battle royales have got a life cycle where people yeah. will, even though Fortnite's held up super well, people will inevitably get sick of it it's a fact like they will mm -hmm. so they're trying to more and more slowly build it into kind of like a social platform you know where it's like mm -hmm. a, a hub space a for metaverse. crazy stuff yeah, yeah a metaverse yeah where they can have like and and obviously like when they have player bases this big i think they realize where they can make so much money is when they have a musician who's like yo i got this new song coming out want to do some sick dope promotion for it they're like we will literally build you a giant in-game concert and i i would love so to sick. know i would love to know the flow of money you know like is it that for example the star wars event does star wars just say hey if you show our clip in game we will let you use our ip in fortnite or yeah. does fortnite pay star wars to be like hey can we use fortnite star wars ip or is it just yeah. like the other way around you know there's there's so much stuff i would love to know but i would love to know the deal terms even like the fact that um fortnite has is playing quibi shows in fortnite now you know i'm like that was that bad work? that was bad though like it, i don't think that, it worked yeah but I, what i'm saying is like i think it's an example of fortnite exactly what you were saying trying to be more than just a game like yeah. they're trying to make fortnite somewhere that you come and hang out where you could like talk with friends, see a concert, watch a movie, like all these little things. I think it's like crazy ambitious. And yeah. I think it's amazing the investment that they're prepared to make in that long game. Because you think about last year, remember when they did the black hole? Yeah. And they went down for days to try and relaunch with the new engine that they're using, the Unreal Engine. And That was a bit um, later, but yeah. 
They've always used Unreal. It was like a Unreal. Anyway, long story short, but yeah, yeah, they they, they yeah. went down but as a basically marketing like thing. they but but they're putting time and an investment into making sure that they're doing this right and they're laying the groundwork. Don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that they like. Well, I, I, you know, I had like a couple of chats with some people from Epic, and you know, I was like, when they did the whole uh, engine upgrade, which was a few months into Fortnite yeah. Part Two, um, you know, like the big thing that was apparently the big change there is it allows it to deal with physics objects a lot better, so you can actually create like real physics. You know, you hit a ball, ball bounces, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I was, and I remember I went to them and I was like, just because I've thought this ever since creative mode, but this was clearly them taking it to the next level. They didn't input that physics engine because it makes Battle Royale any better. Because it doesn't. No, it just doesn't. I remember they you want, saying that. They yeah. want Battle Royale to stay exactly the same. What is interesting though is that, uh, you know, I, I was saying to one of the guys, I was like, I was like, you guys are basically wanting to implement this because of like games like Gmod, right? which is like a game where it's just like a sandbox. They're trying to make Fortnite uh, a sandbox that's as accessible to people as they can. And mm -hmm. because ultimately, while one game can get stale, if you have something like Gmod, where it's just like a, a blank canvas where people can create anything. And that's kind of what yeah. they've already done with creative mode. And now by implementing a better physics engine, they're doing that even more. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like- What do you reckon about the new island that they're, um, that they introduced where you can't even pick up guns or anything? Like I thought it was really cool. I think it's like right now it's kind of like, okay, this is really cool. What exactly do you do here? But I think it very clearly shows that whole thing where it's like, they're very much trying to become like the next- you, they're trying to make it like i a don't game. think there's anyone yeah when you say like the next i don't think there's anyone that's ever really done what they're trying no, to do no not really i would say gmod is the closest i can approximate to it in terms of a game yeah. where you know number one it's a lot of games within one game but also it's a game where a lot of people literally just launch it up and just chill in there with friends and just chat and like yeah. spawn stuff and well, just do dumb things that's i remember kind of when we were an at online the social Fortnite. space yeah, I remember when we were at the Fortnite World Cup last year and we were having a conversation with a couple of the Epic guys and they were saying that like a lot of this stemmed from the fact that they were recognizing that kids were literally going into the lobby just to talk with their friends. Yeah. Not even like getting into games. They were literally there to talk with their friends. Maybe because like people don't use Discord and, and stuff as much when they're that young and it's just like easy to use one thing. But yeah, it's it's so crazy to see what will happen and crazy to see like mainstream very mainstream celebrities like a travis scott or like a marshmallow or like um i don't know like who else did it who else did a little concert last week that you were talking about oh uh uh oh my god major laser major laser that's it thank you for remembering better than the actual fortnite youtuber um but yeah i think that was <laughs> like that's interesting because i think it's the, the major laser one was actually in many ways more interesting to me than travis scott because the travis scott one isn't sustainable you know they can do one of those every like six months you know like those in-game yeah. events are hard to pull off they're really really tough but uh what the major laser one was was literally major laser on basically like a movie screen doing a live stream literally like a live yeah. stream of him just like playing on some dj decks being like oh yeah this is sick um, which is like obviously not nearly as impressive as something like Travis Scott, but it's like a, yeah. it's a cool proof of concept to be like, um, to create, you know, like a cool in-game moment and also something where I'm sure that like if Fortnite wanted, they could go to these music labels. They could be like, yo, you give us $3 million. We will let you do your new song in-game. 
right? Which is yeah. like promotion to all these kids. Which thirteen million live viewers apparently in Fortnite. Like for the Travis Scott. Peak yeah, for Travis Scott, peak ever. And what I thought was really funny is um we then did some work with Sony. Um, which is Travis Scott's music label. So they were saying, okay, this is coming out in game on Friday, Saturday. We want you guys to be doing like Instagram stories or TikToks or whatever, promoting the song and saying like, now you can go stream it on Spotify. Yeah. Like, it's just so cool to see how people are doing that. And, And the fact that they were saying like another little bit of like info is they were saying that no social media platform ever has converted better to streams of music than TikTok has. Yeah. They were saying it's like off the chain in terms of how effective that conversion is when you hear a song on TikTok to then go stream it. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like we've kind of touched on this a couple of times over the last couple of months, but it's crazy. Like I think TikTok, I think they just surpassed 2 billion downloads. Yeah. 2 billion downloads. The world only has like 7 billion people in it. That's nuts. And a lot of those people they, don't like, have phones. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. It's just crazy how much that app has exploded. Like you see little social medias like try to pop up all the time. And I don't think anyone in the last literally like six to eight years has pulled it off as well as TikTok has. No, they've done an insane job. They've done an absolutely crazy job. I don't know. It's going to be like Drake Drake released Tusi Slide and you know he's like, this is going to blow up on TikTok. Yeah, 100%. 100 percent it's like artists are releasing music now with the idea of like how how are people going to make a dance to this on tiktok yeah yeah exactly it's gonna it's tiger did you like he released that board in the house song that i saw all over tiktok in quarantine i'm like yeah you you released this for a reason didn't you like this is not a great song but but also it was like a meme it was almost like a meme the way he released such a meme yeah 100 percent. so funny I think it's amazing. I think it's so cool to see like how artists and people are doing stuff in quarantine yeah. to like keep their careers going. Yeah, no, it's actually crazy. It's actually insane. I was no. just thinking, you know what I was just thinking back on the first point, what you were saying about like people doing outrage marketing, bloody Elon Musk on Twitter this week. That's not even like outrage marketing though. It's That's not like... even outrage marketing because he's like, I don't even know what he's marketing, but it goes back to showing how Rogue just gets the engagement. Like, goddamn. How how Rogue is that man? and wiping $14 billion off a company Dude. with a single tweet. So if people are listening and they haven't heard, Elon Musk this week tweeted that he thinks Tesla's stock is overvalued. Just for one second, how is he allowed to tweet stuff like that? that? Legit, how is he allowed to tweet stuff like that? To me, it was absolutely crazy. I haven't checked if he's like ever had to delete it, but I checked nine hours after he uploaded. It was still there. I don't know, like, man. I, I like, it, it's still up there when I checked yesterday and that's like days It basically it insinuates to the market that he knows something about the company that would materially affect the stock price but if the rest of the market knew it. But what's which is interesting is illegal. that they put out, they put out a, a notice, like they, they'd done their earnings report, I'm pretty sure, like just a few days before that and the price had shot up. So like, it, it, it's, it's just, it's weird, man. I don't but know. But why? We, why would he do that? Like he's don't, losing don't himself. Try, don't send yourself crazy trying to understand how Elon Musk's brain work works because it, it we can't, it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense all right it's elon musk elon musk does what elon musk does 
And I feel like that is the only way to... I mean, unless he was like, I'll buy more stock when the rate like no drops because here's the and really wait for it to go up thing. but he can't do that here's yeah. the weird thing is that he apparently has like a, a kpi like a performance goal where if the tesla stock price hits a certain amount in the next like three or four months he literally makes like a few billion dollars or like or like 800 million dollars right like just dumb amounts of money so like there is no reason for him to send the, uh, like Long story short, if you look at the other tweets he was making around that time, like selling his earthly possessions, he was tweeting some weird conspiracy stuff. I reckon he was just on a massive like acid trip. I reckon he like yeah. I reckon he's like in quarantine, he's locked himself in a basement and he's he doing just, some shrooms. He is just he is just shrooming. And he was just there and he was like he was like, fuck the tet the stock price is insane. And then was oh like this shit's cooked. And he just tweeted it and threw his phone away. Probably immediately got calls from like his lawyer and the CEOs and the, the board being like, Elon, what the fuck? And he's just like, like just in his own universe. I like can't be managed. He's locked, he's locked the door. Like no one can get to him. And he's probably still in a cave and no one's reached him since. Dude, nuts. Crazy. Okay, things. well, I feel like that's a good place to leave it for this week. Let us know what you guys think about um, the Twitch streamers. Did she do it on purpose? I actually like, that's crazy. I hadn't even thought about that. Conspiracy. But people are messed up. Conspiracy. Right. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.